Well, first and foremost, the good news is that those two two-week-old babies that were kidnapped from a Livonia uh, hotel yesterday at Trigger, that Amber Alert we were following all morning, uh, they have been found safe and sound unharmed. So, number one, I, that that's a headline, right? Thank God those kids are okay. But these the, this story and these circumstances surrounding this kidnapping is just getting more and more bizarre. Um, to catch you up, I'm sure you've heard uh, yesterday about uh, right as we were ending crosstalk on this show uh, with Guy and Lloyd heading into JR Morning, we got a vague Amber Alert about uh, two infants who were kidnapped from Livonia by two women in a black SUV, and, and that's all we knew. And as the more details came out, um, they were twins. Uh, they were 14 days old, 15 days old today. And, uh, of, of course, you know, here here in the media, we kind of take these Amber Alerts personally, especially here at WJR, because we're what you call an emergency alert local primary station. So whenever you see um, like a tornado warning or you, you, you hear an Amber Alert, we get we get those from the National Weather Service or the the police into a, a box here. And then we disperse it out to to the other media. So, you know, obviously everyone has a vested interest in kidnapped children, even when they're especially when they're babies. Uh, but I, I, I feel like I've got more of a vested interest in it myself. I mean, you, you really, really want to uh, find children when they go missing. And so about 930, about a half hour after we left the air, um, the babies were turned into the ninth precinct in Detroit, safe and sound. And then two hours after that, two people were arrested. But it wasn't two women. It was a man and a woman. And, and we've got no more details on that yet. And so then the story starts kind of getting the blanks filled in. And, and people are wondering what happened. And um, Fox 2's Josh Lang- Landon he spoke to one of the children's grandmothers. This is Lolita Van, and she, she describes what happened. As far as I know, um, my daughter and her family was at a hotel stand because their home had got broken into. Um, a lady reached out to my daughter via Facebook um, saying that she could help my daughter um, with diapers. Um, she needed a place to stay, different type of resources because she was a new mom. And this same mom is who I believe, if from what I'm hearing from her children's father, is that this is the same woman that has abducted my grandchildren. And so the reason that this woman reached out to the mother on Facebook is because um, the mother, father, the two babies and their family, they were staying at this hotel in Livonia because their house had been broken into. And so story got to this, quote unquote, Facebook mommy's page um, that that, uh, you know, they had to flee their homes to this hotel and somebody reached out to them. And said, hey, you know, we're a mommy's group. We can give you diapers. We can give you gift cards. Um, you know, let's meet up at this this hotel and uh, tell us where you're staying and, and, and we'll give you all this help. So it, it, it sounds like this this these people on this page, it's a fake page. It's very predatory. And so they met up and the mother, she left the room briefly 
um, to get a drink or something from the vending machine. And then when she came back, the babies were gone. And then, you know, the rest of the story, as late Paul Harvey used to say. So a lot of questions. Don't want to get into it now because there's a lot of other things I've got to tell you about first thing here. But we'll definitely be talking about this in the crosstalk with 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 Guy and Lloyd. But um, the main headline is is we're happy that these babies are OK. Um, otherwise, in the world, uh, Hurricane Hillary was a tropical storm when it hit Southern California, drenching it with more than half its annual rainfall in a matter of hours in some places with double digit rainfalls in mountainous areas causing mass flooding and mudslides, uh, places like Los Angeles, San Diego, Palm Springs. Uh, The good news, as of right now, last I checked, there's been no uh, U.S. deaths reported. One person died in Baja, Mexico. They got swept away um, by floodwaters. Uh, No word yet on the dollar amount of damage. It's too early. Um, Now, it's it's no longer a tropical storm. It's been downgraded. I don't know if it's a depression or it's been downgraded even more. Uh, but it's heavy rains are moving towards Oregon and Idaho. And I got to say, watching the news coverage yesterday, I was getting I was getting worried. I mean, it, it, literally everybody was standing in like a fast moving current of water that was over over the road. And I'm just thinking to myself, do they actually have to get into do they actually have to get into those floodwaters or can they just be standing in front of them within the background? I think it would still get the point across Um as searches for survivors continue in and around the devastated Maui city of Lahaina, uh, President and Mrs. Biden paid a visit Monday to offer support. Here is Fox's Grinnell Scott. Governor Josh Green said thank you to the president, or as Hawaiians do, mahalo. We know we have the support to lift us up as we find those who are lost. As that continues, Hawaiians look ahead at the long road to rebuilding Lahaina. President Biden says the federal government will be at Hawaii's side. Rebuild the way we want to rebuild, by making sure your voices are heard. Life losses cannot be measured. Property losses range by many estimates into the billions. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. And of course, uh, not everybody happy with President Biden. First of all, a lot of criticism that it took him two weeks to to make it over to the burn zone in Maui. He said he didn't want to get in the way. Other people were worried he would, in fact, get in the way if he showed up. Um, There's other folks who uh, who who live on Maui who don't want outsiders coming in and influencing uh, the rebuild, which uh, President Biden stressed that the rebuild will be spearheaded by people of Maui and that their their history will be respected. But, uh, you know, I, there was one or two cogent moments in the speech that he made yesterday, and, and, and that's what's been pulled and what's being rerun. But, uh, I mean, it, for some reason, they NBC broke in with the whole thing, and it was, it, it was just a meandering, stuttering, hard-to-follow mess. So um, I believe that uh, President Biden has left Maui and uh, last checked the death tolls at about 115. Uh, Over 800 people are still missing. Former President Trump says that he will turn himself in to the Fulton County Courthouse on Thursday. His bond has been set for uh, $200,000, and it looks like he's facing the same restrictions 
as in the Jack Smith case. He can't say anything that could possibly be deemed um, intimidating to, to any witnesses. So that's becoming kind of standard operating procedures. Less than a week after the NCAA vacated Jim Harbaugh's four-game suspension for lying to investigators about illegal contact he had with players during the COVID-19 dead period and watching unauthorized practices via Zoom, the University of Michigan suspended their head football coach for three games on their own. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will not be available for their first three games against uh, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. Those are all home games. Uh, his first game back on the sideline will be against uh, uh, dreaded Big Ten rival Rutgers. That's also going to be a uh, home game at the Big House. It's kind of—I don't know if they always start with four home games in a row, but uh, um, it doesn't leave a lot of home games for for the rest of the season. Uh, on a more positive note, returning Big Ten running back of the year Blake Corum has been named a preseason All-American. It's first thing with Mike Parsons on WJR. They're up next, but I always manage to drag them into the studio a little bit uh, earlier uh, than normal to get us uh, set for JR morning. And uh, the big story yesterday, we were following it all morning, was this Amber Alert. Number one, the main headline is we're glad the two babies are okay. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Having said that, this story is just getting more and more bizarre. It's got well, a smell on it, boy, I'm telling you. But there's also a big takeaway here, which is beware of those bearing gifts. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, I mean, for those, the parents that are struggling, there are these online help systems that just, it, they are the, there should be not just a flashing yellow light, it should be a giant red flag. Yeah, and to, to kind of reset um, what has happened between yesterday and now, um these two babies were were turned dropped off at a Detroit pol- uh, police precinct about a half hour after we got off air yesterday. Right. Um, two hours later, um, two people were taken into a custody, a man and a woman. And according to the family, here's what happened. Um, the family of the two babies who are now 15 days old, um, they were staying at a hotel in Livonia because their house was broken into. Um, someone on Facebook, one of these mom groups, allegedly, um, got wind of their story, reached out to the parents said, Hey, we understand that, um, that you're going through some hard times. Uh, we can, we're a mom's group. We can give you diapers. We can give you gift cards. Let's meet up and, um, and, and, and we'll make the exchange. So they met at this hotel. The mother stepped out of the room briefly. And then when she came back, the kids were gone. And I don't want a victim shame here. But my first thought is, what are you doing leaving your two children alone in a hotel room with people you just met off of Facebook? You don't know. That's After right. you've already had a break-in attempt at your home of some kind. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yes. you think you'd be shaken by that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm locking down. You're, oh. Nobody's getting near my kids, my girlfriend, anybody. That's right. And then, um, Lloyd... You know, you brought this up, and I'm glad you brought this up because I heard this too, but then I couldn't find it in print anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the grandmothers uh, said that this was a setup, and I'm sure it is. Now, who set up who, we don't know yet. Um, But she said that the break-in at their house um, was connected to the people uh, 
at the hotel who stole the babies posing as the Facebook uh, mom's group. Yeah, the grandmother said that the same Jeep that the twins were taken in was also spotted at the scene of the break-in. So um, it's it's something's a little shady about that. Police did end up uh, finding that vehicle uh, on Manor Street and, and confiscating it and getting some... Uh, um, some items out of it and out of the home too. Some type of way they believe that those kids ended up at that home on Manor Street before they were taken to the Ninth Precinct. Nobody's saying who brought those kids into the Ninth Precinct either. That was my other thing too. They just they just brought them in and dropped them off. Yeah. So, I mean, I I've got a lot of theories. I'm going to re- be responsible and uh, yeah. and 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 reserve those. Um, you know, we've been talking about them off air, but, uh, you know, on air, we just want to stick to the facts. That's it. Um, we don't want to, uh, accuse anybody, uh, but, uh, we will definitely be following the story because it gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, we should know more information later on today, I, I suspect. Well, the nature of the charges, I mean, it's, it's, if it's not kidnapping, then what the heck is it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. We'll find that out. I mean, they they if they have two people in custody, you know, right. they have seventy two hours to charge them. So we'll see. Right, and then Livonia police said that this has been reported as an abduction, and as of right now, it's being uh, investigated as, as an, an abduction. abduction. But they everyone seems to be very careful with their words right now. Yeah, very very vague and very broad, and not really saying specifically what they think it is, and trying to avoid the word trafficking. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, there I said it. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's why you get paid the big okay. bucks. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, there's I'll so put many. my hand in the ringer. Right. At least I think that was my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my hand. All right. So uh, the big debate is tomorrow. Obviously, Donald Trump is not going to be there. Um, and it turns out he probably doesn't need to. Um, there was a uh, poll done by the Des Moines Register. Um, of likely caucus goers, and it seems like Donald Trump's polling numbers have gone up in Iowa since his fourth indictment, which 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 was pretty predictable. I yeah. mean, there's nobody who's better at turning a controversy um, into a plus and playing hero, victim, martyr than Donald Trump. Yeah, I, but, you know, it's more than that. It's also his his supporters saying, "Look, we got to defend the guy," and that's really what they're doing. Um, the, CBS had an even more interesting little sh- thread. They asked voters, uh, who do you feel tells you the truth most often? 71% said Trump. 63% said friends and family is who they trust. 56%. They were allowed a number of responses. But bottom line is people trust Donald Trump more than they trust their friends and family, conservative media figures, and their religious leaders. They trust Donald wow. Trump more. Then they're pastor. Well, some would say that Trump has become a religion himself. Uh, JR Morning coming up. And if you're just waking up, uh, here's a couple of the big stories you need to know first thing. Uh, we'll start with the good news. Uh, the the two two-week-old babies uh, that triggered an Amber Alert yesterday, they've been found unharmed. Uh, they were dropped off uh, to Detroit police about 930 yesterday um circumstances surrounding their kidnapping are are, are still odd um the story so far is that uh the parents of these babies were staying at this livonia hotel because their house was broken into 
Uh, somebody on Facebook caught one of their story, reached out to them under the guise of a, of a Facebook moms group, said that they can help them out with, with gift cards and, and, and diapers while they were trying to get everything situated. Uh, everyone met up at the, uh, the hotel in Livonia. The mother stepped out of the room for a minute and the, uh, uh, said yesterday two women, uh, took off with, with the children. Um, but, uh, the children were found. They were turned into the police. Like I said, two hours later, two people were taken into custody, a man and a woman. So, um, it's still being investigated as an abduction. And I'm sure that a lot more details will be coming out. A lot of things probably will have uh, changed from the original story because, um, it has already. Hurricane Hillary, it was a tropical storm when it hit Southern California. Um, many places were hit with more than half its annual rainfall in just a matter of hours. Uh, up in the mountainous regions, they got about uh, 10 inches of rain. The good news is as of right now, uh, there have been no deaths reported in America. One person did die in Baja, Mexico, um, being swept away by floodwaters. Um, it, uh, it's now no longer a tropical storm. It's been, uh, downgraded. It might even be lower than a, a tropical depression right now. It's moving towards Oregon and I- Idaho, and we do not know the monetary amount of damages that the flooding, um, has, uh, caused, uh, president Biden, he showed up in Lahaina Maui yesterday, two weeks after the wildfires started, um, he pledged to um, give all available necessary resources to the island. Um, not everyone was happy to see him. Uh, some people thought he waited too long. Other people uh, would rather him just stay away altogether. Um, a lot of uh, people who lived on, on Maui for uh, generations and generations are worried that things will be rebuilt um, by venture capitalists, but President Biden pledged that the rebuild will be led by the people who live on Maui and that it will respect the uh, their history. Former President Trump says that he will turn himself into the Fulton County Courthouse on Thursday. His bond has been set at about $200,000. And uh, Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis, she has placed the same restrictions on him as uh, Jack Smith did in the federal case. He's not allowed to um, speak out or say anything about any of the witnesses that could be deemed as intimidating. Um, Less than a week after the NCAA struck down Jim Harbaugh's four game suspension for lying to investigators about illegal contact that he had uh, with players during the COVID dead period and, and watching unauthorized practices via zoom, uh, UM suspended their head football coach for three games on their own. I don't know if this will um, get him out of uh, any further suspensions that the NCAA may were, was thinking of of handing down after the season. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like having plans on the weekend, so you just ground yourself for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, I, but uh, we'll see what happens after the season. It's no murderer's row. He'll be back. Um, for the game against dreaded Big Ten rival Rutgers. The decision to sentence the Oxford High School shooter to life in prison without parole is now in the hands of Oakland County Judge Kwame Rowe after an emotionally charged four-day Miller hearing that ended last week. 
One of the main points of contention was whether or not the shooter was mentally ill and capable of rehabilitation. Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald on JR Morning. The, the data does not support that, that diagnosed mental illness is a predictor of violent behavior. It just, it just is not. And mm-hmm. we have decades of, of research and, and study both you know, in, the, in the medical field and the law enforcement through the FBI and the Department of Justice to show that. If you missed the uh, whole interview, we'll be rerunning it in its entirety about 6.15, or you can listen to the whole thing anytime at thegreatvoice.com or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, what have you. Just search JR Morning with Guy Gordon. The death of Vivian Carmody, wife of Eastern Market CEO Dan Carmody, is now being ruled a homicide. The Camardis, they were walking to dinner Friday evening when they were hit by a car while they're crossing the street in the area of Lafayette and St. Aubin. 29-year-old Romulus man behind the wheel was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. He was actually experiencing an overdose when the accident happened. He actually ended up crossing the median, losing a tire, hitting a tree. Uh, Detroit police have issued an arrest warrant for the driver who was given Narcan at the scene and transported to the hospital. Dan Carmody needed surgery on his leg, and he is expected to be released from the hospital in the near future. So is he in or is he out? Michigan businessman Perry Johnson claims that he has cleared all the eligibility hurdles to become eligible for tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's Republican presidential debate in Milwaukee. But the RNC has not confirmed that he's eligible, and I've not seen him on any of the lists of people set to appear. But... Perry Johnson is preparing like it's a go, and he talks to Tom Jordan and Kevin Dietz on All Talk. Uh, you get up on that debate stage, everybody's fighting to get a word in edgewise. Um, how are you going to uh, convince uh, the American public uh, to, to get behind Perry Johnson? Two pennies at a time. <laughs> I think everybody recognizes that we have a problem. The problem is quite simply is that the government is spending too much money, and we have to change things. I don't think anybody could deny the fact that when you are $33 trillion in debt and you have to borrow money from China in order to exist, that this is not a viable situation that can continue. So something has to be done. In the last six years, we spent more money than any country in the history of the world. And what's more important is that no country in the history of the world has gone more in debt in the last than we have in the last six years. And what are they talking about now? Well, they're talking about the fact that they're going to have to cut Social Security anywhere from seventeen dollars to $23,000 a couple. What are they talking about? They're talking about the fact that we have a huge problem right now because maybe we can't afford to continue the Medicare program. We have all these issues. Why? Because the government has spent so much of your money. And what happens is they have to eventually raise taxes. The taxes in this country were once over 90%. And the reason for that is that they had to pay for wars. Well, we don't even have a war going on. The only thing we have going on is the Ukraine, and we sent about 100, I guess it's now up to $140 billion over to the Ukraine. And by the way, there's no accounting for that money. Mm. So when they put a bill in, Rand Paul submitted a bill that they had to account for where that money was going, and that did not pass Congress. <laughs> and then I ask you, what is the purpose? Shouldn't we have a goal? If we're going to have all this money go out there, there should at least be an objective. Are we going to fight endlessly like we did in Afghanistan? What is going on? So 
the bottom line is I say that instead of having the government spend every penny in the budget every year to make sure they're broke so they get more money the next year, we freeze the budget and we cut two cents of every dollar of discretionary spending so that we get the government starting to think of delivering better quality and better efficiency. And I've spent my entire life doing nothing but bringing quality and efficiency to companies. That's all I have done for 35 years. And I'm going to do that now with the federal government. Uh, Donald Trump is not going to be there, nor is Joe Biden. Uh, but there will be Ron DeSantis. There will be Vivek Ramaswamy, all these other candidates. To whom will you focus on in terms of your message? Or, or, or will you not focus on any of the other candidates, just your particular policies that you think are best for America? I'm going to focus on my policies. Right now, keep in mind that I got on this debate stage despite all of the hurdles. The media didn't want to cover me. The pollsters did not even include me. I got in even though I wasn't even on the polls, most of the polls. You look at the numbers, and I still made it to the debate stage. And in America, you just have to overcome those things. Right now, I have spent my entire life trying to be invisible. I wouldn't even let my kids go on Facebook. So although in my industry... Yes, of course, I'm very visible. But outside of that, I didn't want the attention because all that does is create other issues and problems. But now it's just the opposite. The country is at a point where it has to change the way in which it's operating. And if it doesn't, we're all in trouble. So whether Perry Johnson does, in fact, uh, get on the debate stage or not, we can guarantee it's going to be a busy night with the debate with uh, the Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump uh, sit down that's going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be released on Twitter X at the same time. It's already been filmed, uh, but I can guarantee you one other thing. Your boys are going to be tired. It's going to be a late night. It's first thing with Mike Parsons on WJR. Last week, a Michigan woman died after contracting tuberculosis from tainted bone tissue she received during a voluntary bone graft on her spine. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, who has received a number of bone grafts herself, is looking into donated tissue safety. And she's on JR Morning with Guy Gordon and Lloyd Jackson. Uh, we told you last week that a northern Michigan woman had died from tuberculosis. Uh, this was not something that she contracted normally. This was through a bone graft that she received in her back. These bone grafts are a lot more uh, common than you might think. And in this case... There's a potential 36 patients who were exposed to this contaminated bone uh, donation product. Among those that are very upset about this is a woman who has had a few of these procedures over the years, and that is Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, who joins us live this morning. Debbie, good morning. Good morning, God. Good morning, Lloyd. I hope everybody's going to have a great week. We're yes. working on it. We're trying to get everybody started off on the right foot, uh, as we always do. That's for sure. Uh, it, was this one of those things that just got through the cracks, or was this a, a broader failure? I am angry. Um, a doctor from the University of Michigan called me last week to bring this to my attention. And I've learned a lot. You know how I am. I dig in. First of all, the company that uh, provided this uh, bone graft had the same kind of incident in 2021, and eight people died. And while we know of 36 people who the graft, bone graft was used in, we don't know if there are more. 
I've discovered that we don't test for TB in these materials or when accepting donors, whether they would be TB prone. We have got to change the regulations. I sent a letter to both FDA and CDC asking a lot of questions, including how many people, what is the number of people that this was given to? How are they following it? Have we ensured they've been notified or being treated for TB, et cetera? It's really frightening. And I'll tell you something. Yes, I have had, you know, I've had osteomyelitis in my jaw the last two years. So they've had to scrape it and use bone graft. We can't be an automatic pilot. The, the doctor from Michigan, who really is an incredible man and very angry, educated me as well as some others have. Um, and so is the family. The family wants to keep this from happening to anybody else again. But the doctor said to me, when they give you those bone grafts, and the bone grafts are used mostly in either the back or mouth, like mine was for the osteomyelitis. Do they tell you it's like getting an organ transplant? Which they don't. We all have to pay a lot more attention before we just, here, give me the form, I'll sign it. I mean, uh, the Congresswoman, this company, as you said, had an incident like this like two years ago. Eight people uh, died. I mean, no one said, hey, oh, something needs to be done. We need, you know, red flags all over the place that this place, you know, should be checked out before it even got to the point where we lost a Michigan resident. So, and we don't even know for sure how many people have died this time. Uh, CDC at the beginning of the week posted that there had been two deaths. They will not confirm or deny whether this death is one of them. So there may have been three deaths already. I'm very angry at, at the sort of bureaucracy here. Uh, that should be as angry as the doctor and I and the family so that you're trying to prevent other deaths. I promise you that when we come out of this, there will be changes. And fortunately, um, the woman that died sister uh, works for John Molinar, my Republican colleague. And John and I have uh, talked and we are going to do this together to make sure we ensure the change that must occur is going to occur. Well, it's, it's it's staggering to think that they don't even screen for it, Debbie. If they're not screening for TB, what the heck are they screening for? Or well, maybe more importantly, what aren't they screening for? HIV, other viral diseases? Uh, well, I do know that they screen for HIV, but I'm now asking questions about how they do it. Uh, a guy, I'm going to tell you that I'm in, you know that when I dig in, I dig in. And I am educating myself. I'm very lucky that I have many doctors at the University of Michigan that want to be my teachers and are helping me. I, I'm proud that I asked, I wrote the questions that we sent on Thursday and the doctors told me you did an excellent job. And I talked to doctors at Walter Reed as well that I'm asking the right questions. But the questions you're asking me now are the next set of questions. And we want to know what FDA is doing, what authority they have and what they don't have. And we are going to pass legislation that ensures that they have the authority. But then we have to make sure that they've got, they're funded with the people we need to ensure that we are being protected. It's, uh, it, it is incredible. When, when, you, you, when you wrote this to the CDC, did you get a response about, how the, the lack of regulation here has evolved? They have not answered me. Uh, the letter only went Thursday, uh, uh, as you know. And I'm going to, to, I'm on break, as you know, I'm working at mm -hmm. home hard. 
I'm going to go back to Washington next week for a day and try to have a meeting with them because I really do want. And then it's not CDC has got to be tracking the spread of this. FDA is the one that should be doing the oversight of the kinds of materials and drugs. This reminds me of the compound crisis that we had several years ago, which again took too long to ask questions. And I, I have to salute the doctor and the family who in their grief wanted to make sure someone like I knew it so that we would start fighting it immediately. Well, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of the baby formula crisis. Oh, yep. uh, it, it reminds me of a COVID-19 crisis where it, there was some s- slow to act. Also, maybe not a, a, a very a broad view of what the origin might have been. Uh, there's a lot of questions and a lot of confidence that needs to be rebuilt at the CDC. This does not help that at all, especially when we've got seven states, uh, thir- yeah, seven states affected by this. And as you point out, Debbie, Lord knows how many people. I'm so pleased that you're on it. Thanks for being activist on this. And uh, do keep us uh, apprised of the of the answers, okay? I will. Thank you to both of you, and thank you for caring because you helped get the word out. Yeah, and thank in you. the meantime, our guard is up. Have a great week. And I think you heard Lloyd touch on this uh, a little bit. The company that um, provided this tainted bone tissue um, uh, material that uh, led to the death of this Michigan woman from a company called Azio Biologicals. They're out of Silver Springs, Maryland, and they were linked to another uh, TB outbreak back in 2021 where eight people died and uh, 87 others were infected. So uh, I have no idea why these people are still in business, but there needs to be a long, hard look at them specifically. The U.S. Justice Department in the state of Texas, they'll be in a U.S. district court today to debate the legality of the floating buoys in the Rio Grande that Governor Greg Abbott authorized in an attempt to keep undocumented migrants from illegally crossing the border. The Justice Department, they filed a lawsuit last month asking the court to order Texas to dismantle the buoys, saying that uh, it violates federal river protection laws and multiple international treaties, while Texas argues that it has a constitutional right to defend itself. The U.S. section of the International Boundary and Water Commission says that 787 feet of the 995-foot barrier is located on the Mexican side of the Rio Grande and that the United States has no authority to place a structure in international waters.